0: Are you trying to get a winning edge in sports betting? Look no further than SteadyPicks.com and SteadyPicks Radio. Our team at SteadyPicks provides data, analysis, and insights to help you become a better sports better. Best of all, SteadyPicks is 100% free. A SteadyPicks membership gives you access to all of the SteadyPicks system bets, our expert host's best bets, and our special guest picks. Head over to our website, www.steadypicks.com, sign up for free and start winning. Picks Radio. Welcome into Ranting with Ricky. Today we got the NFL draft special. Big John is here with me. Are you excited for the draft, Big John? Ricky, I am really, really
1: excited. You know, this is such a unique draft. Um, you know, you think about this, right? It's in it's in the city of sin in Las Vegas. What better place to have a crazy draft? And this one's very different than than any draft I've seen in many years. I mean, it's probably the first time Ricky I could think of that. We had a really unprecedented quarterback class where I don't think anyone really projects that super franchise quarterback coming out. You know, we have eight teams that have multiple picks in the first round. I don't remember that and I don't know how many years. And you know, you have teams like the Chiefs and Jags that have, you know, 12 picks in this draft. So I am, I am really fired up as it could go so many ways. But Ricky, I'm really excited because over the last couple of years, all our listeners know you have crushed the draft, especially when it came to making money. So I'm really excited, and I'm gonna have my notepad out for uh For what you're thinking is, uh, is obviously, this seems to be something you have down pat.
0: (laughs) Well, appreciate that. The NFL draft is definitely something that I dig a lot into, you know, during the offseason, during the college football season, and something I take great pride in, Big John, so that means a lot. I'm going to have, actually, my last two years of results posted, too, if anybody's interested before we dive into this, but... This show is going to be about making money and betting these NFL draft props. I have to start by saying, John, there was some hurdles here. For the people in, in Pennsylvania, you got to slide over to Jersey to get these bets in. They are only available in the New Jersey market. Um, I'm not, John, do you know if they're like other states are, ha- are allowing them or what the deal is with that? Yeah,
1: I think most of the states are allowing them. There's a couple, like you said, PA, that aren't, which is kind of unusual, and I'm not quite sure of the reasoning behind it, but, uh, you know, obviously, certainly where the draft is and and i uh have some friends that have been out there over the last couple of days and there's nfl jerseys all over the place so people are you know flocking there for this one it's a great destination um but that does uh that does kind of stink for the pa people to have to go across the bridge to make these bets because i know ricky last year you made me a lot of money and um and i think there's probably opportunities to to do it again i'm hoping
0: you know, I preach that the NFL draft is a betable is a beatable market. I, I really do. It's information based, you know, so it's it's something that's right up my alley. But let's let's waste no time and let's go ahead and dig in. No promises here, no guarantees, but we will do our best to make this a profitable discussion here, at Big John. Awesome. All right. Let's start with the first overall pick and All of these odds that we're going to get into here are available at DraftKings in New Jersey, but we'll start it off with something interesting here. So, John, Aiden Hutchinson was the favorite the entire offseason to be the number one overall pick. On Monday, Trayvon Walker from Georgia overtook Hutchinson as the favorite, and he currently sits as a minus 190 favorite, uh, plus 200 on... Aiden Hutchinson, any initial thoughts for you on that sudden flip? You
1: know, I think in my mind, both these guys, I mean, they're pretty similar, right? They're both 21 years old. Um, you know, one's, you know, Trevon's, I think, 6'5", and I know Aiden's 6'7", uh, 272 for, for Walker, and, and obviously Hutchinson's a little bit lighter, 260. My only reason for the potential flip I'm thinking is that Georgia defense and looking at the person has got a little more meat behind them and still has the speed in Walker, I just think it it, it came down to people might feel a little bit more comfortable with, with the SEC Georgia you know, top-edge mm-hmm. rusher being a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit more durable. And that's what caused the flip. There's some rumors that he tested really well on some of the, the you know, some of the wonder licks and some of the tests that they use and also interviewed real well. So that's the only reason I, I kind of see a flip. The one thing I feel good about, if Walker goes one, I can almost I bet the house that Hutchison follows up at two with the Lions um, if that were to happen. But I think that's where
0: the flip came in, in my mind, Ricky. Oh, Big John, this is gonna be a good one because we're gonna we're gonna bat heads a little here. We're gonna we might be on different sides, but I love the breakdown in terms of the flip, what you said, like the SEC proven track record, the extra size, and people compare them a bit to like Miles Garrett. That's not a bad comp to be uh having your name thrown in with. But let me throw a wrench into all of this for a second and throw out another name that I believe might be worthy of taking a look at here. And that is Akeem Aquanua. I can't say this guy's name, Big John, but he's the NC State tackle. And his odds over the last, like, 72 hours have fallen from, like, literally, like, 250 to 1. This guy was a complete afterthought, wasn't even really projected as even a top-five pick. And now he's plus 500 behind Walker and Hutchinson. And I don't know. I mean, there's reports out there that the Jags have absolutely fallen in love with this kid. They uh, have brought him in for, you know, the max amount of interviews and all of that that you can have. And the scary thing here for me, John, is that the odds actually reflect him as a as a dark horse here.
1: You know it's interesting. I've watched him play a couple of times, and, and let's not mistake. You know this guy's a 6'4", 310 hundred ten pound, you know tackle who's a monster. But I, in my, when I look at it, I think that it's it's some smoke being blown here. I don't see any way that he goes above either one of the two big edge rushers. Um, I kind of see him going third at the highest, which I wouldn't be surprised is obviously, you know, he's with the Texans who really need to get some help up front there. So it is interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, there's been situations where people have jumped. I just don't see it, Ricky. I mean, I know, I know it's interesting because of those numbers, um, but I see him at best gone three You know, like I said, uh, behind the two big edge rushers, my own opinion on that one.
0: No, and that's that's what we want, Big John. We want the uh, don't hold back on me when you disagree. I like that. And again, I'm not saying I'm not saying guys go bet this guy. I'm just telling you, it's the three guys you got. The Georgia dude Trayvon Walker, who's minus one ninety. You got Aiden Hutchinson at plus two hundred. You got this tackle at plus 500, and then the next closest is 25 to 1. So it's a three-horse race. I actually am going to kind of ear with Big John here, and I think that the idea of pairing Josh Allen with either Walker or Hutchinson is scary, you know, and to say a Jaguars team is scary isn't something you've really thought about in a while, but um, I tend to agree that they go that route. Any bets here for you, Big John?
1: You know... Um, I definitely wouldn't take, like I said, him at number three, even a plus 500. I think that's just not going to happen. You know, like you said, I mean, the Jags with 12 picks, there's a lot of interesting things that can happen here. Um, I, I think if I'm going to, if I'm going to make a bet here, it's, it's, it's probably to me, I mean, like you said, Hutchinson's been number 1 all the time. I'd probably take Walker as the first guy just for the reasons I talk about with a small little play at him gone one. Um and then and then Hutchinson's gone two. Um and, and again, small plays on those uh, on the first first and second pick
0: for me. All right. So you're going with a small play on Walker to go number 1. I'm not because I'm not sold that he's going number 1. So I'm going to stay off the first overall pick, but you're really sold on Aiden Hutchinson being the second overall pick. He's minus two hundred right now at DraftKings. And man, I mean, you know, this is this is a tough one because the one interesting thing here that I'm sure most people know, Hutchinson's a Michigan kid. He stayed in state to play at Michigan for Harbaugh. So it's kind of hard to think the Lions are going to pass on him if he's there. But It is worth noting that in the offseason, the Lions were under the assumption that the Jags would be taking Hutchinson. Like, no question. He was the consensus number one pick. So they shifted their efforts, it seems, to Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. And I apologize if I botched his name, but it seems, Big John, that they prefer Thibodeau over Walker.
1: And I think you bring up a really good point. Ricky, which is, you know, he's a he's a, you know, a guy that it would be very hard being a Michigan guy for I think the Lions to pass up on if indeed we do have that flip-flop and Walker goes one. Just for fan base, just for somebody to really be a face behind that franchise. Um, somebody with, you know, character, high motor skills. I, I just Uh, Even though you're right, I mean, they thought he was going one. I think if it flips and he's there too, I can't see them passed on that. I just, I can't see it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, I, I could be wrong, but that's my own personal opinion.
0: So you're laying the minus 200 on that one. You feel good about it.
1: Yeah, and again these are small plays. These first two picks are small plays, you know, for me as you know Big John kind of loves to have a little bit of action on a lot of things and then the ones I love I always tend to press. So these are these are small,
0: you know, you know, half
1: unit, you know, one unit type of bets at at best, you know, on these first couple picks.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'm staying off the first two. Uh, But we'll we'll go to the third, and then we'll go to some other props. This is the last one I want to get into because this is where the odds start to get really interesting if you feel you have an edge in this spot. So, initially, do you have any thoughts at the third slot? I know you like the tackle, you said
1: yeah I, I yeah I do I think that offensive tackle I like I think could could very well be the guy taken there I mean you know in my opinion you know it's funny I was asked this last night I was doing a uh, a little show at one of the local taverns you know they were asking me you know who is my favorite player in the draft and who do I think is the most sure thing if I was just picking the best player and that sauce,
0: and oh, I know, yeah.
1: Ricky, you're a big advocate of, of him as well. But, you know, cornerbacks are premium. And I haven't seen a cornerback do what this guy's done in, in I can't tell you how long. I mean, never let up a touchdown, let up 13 receiving yards. I mean, he's just got length. He, he has it all. I mean, you talk about a shutdown cornerback that's also not afraid to hit. I mean, Saul Gardner is that. I mean, so... I, you know, I'm not saying he's gone third, but I'll tell you what, if you're, if I just look at the, you know, the impact on what somebody could make for a team, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I I think he's as can't miss as can be.
0: Couldn't agree with you more. And that's going to, you're going to like my bet here. And you're going to want to bet this one too. And before I give the bet, I'm going to walk you through the thought process here so everyone can understand why I'm like saying these are the, these are the bets that I think we should be making. So the Texans, big John They're they have Laramie Tunzel at tackle. Who's an elite, elite tackle. Okay. So I tend to say they're not going to spend a premium pick like this on a tackle in this spot. While there's a ton of great ones about av- available. No question. My hint, my gut says they're going to go for the defensive side of the ball. So then I narrow it down to the pass rushers and the two corners, Sauce being one of them. And here's where it gets a little interesting. The Texans actually ranked ninth in the league last year in sacks. They had 44 sacks, literally top 10 in the NFL, the Houston Texans. Think about how wild that is.
1: That is crazy.
0: So the bigger issue here, while everyone seems to assume they need just everything on every side of the ball, don't really need pass rush they were pretty productive in that in that area last year so i i'm gonna rule out the tackle because of tunzel i'm gonna rule out the pass rusher because i think those numbers were solid last year and i'm gonna agree with you um and i'm gonna place two bets here if one of these hits will make a profit the first is sauce gardner at plus 400 who i agree i think is the most sure thing maybe even ever at corner I mean, because he was tested against SEC elite competition toward the end of the season, we, you know, playing at Cincinnati isn't a reason to, oh, you know, write him off. But the second guy, John, is Stingley, Derek Stingley Jr. He's plus 330. I don't think he's, I think this would be a big mistake if they go that route. But from the reports I've read and I've dug into recently some Twitter stuff with the local Texans. Uh, media and it seems like they do have a lot of links to him so he's plus 330 I'm gonna go with a unit on them both and we'll we'll profit nicely if one hits
1: yeah and you know what's interesting you know Stingley to me is really interesting because I think from an injury point of view is where, you know, he comes into play. I think, you know, how high should he go? I mean, as far as a legit shutdown cornerback, I mean, gosh, even when he was a freshman at LSU, he was a legit shutdown guy. I mean, to me, there's a half a dozen teams that need cornerbacks. And Stingley reminds me of kind of Xavier Howard, six feet, 190 uh, pounds. He's 20 years old you know comes obviously from from great roots um i i love and i was very curious i wanted to ask you this question Ricky i kind of love as as one of my better bets is stingley going under the top 10 and a half picks um cuz i think that like i said that if sauce goes I think that could throw some pressure on some of these teams that really need cornerbacks, like Atlanta, Seattle, the jets, you know, and if, and if sauce goes off the board, I just could see a reach going up there. Certainly before the 11th pick. Um, what's your thoughts as far as that
0: bet's concerned? That's a bet. I saw that too. And, and that's a bet I would be willing to make. I, I, closely examined that the 10 picks big john and let me tell you something almost everybody in that top 10 needs needs him or needs sauce and i think the sauce gardener prop is like eight and a half or nine and a half so i like under in both of those for all the reasons you just said even if I think you could even see a trade-up situation. I think there's a lot of teams that like Sauce, a lot of teams that like Stingley, that think about just how impactful the receivers are in the NFL right now and how explosive the – it's an offensive game at this point. And if you can't slow – like, look at Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and uh, Boyd. And if you don't have guys that can slow that down, you're going to get torched with, by these good quarterbacks. So these guys are a premium.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. You bring up an interesting point around a lot of people trading up. I think this year's draft, there is going to be so much movement that your head's going to spin. I mean, with eight teams having multiple picks, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of movement to get up for these cornerbacks. And I got to tell you something. You mentioned it's become a wide receiver game. Let's not forget, Ricky, that with the contracts this year, that were signed by the wide receiver position. It's now become such a premium and so such a big hit against the cap. It becomes extremely advantageous to start drafting wide receivers really early. So you don't have to go out and spend, you know, 60 million, 70 million on the unsigned, a wide receiver, which was unheard of back in the years when it
0: wasn't really valued. Yep, exactly the the receivers in the corners big john big premiums yep. big big yep. premiums but let me let me flip this to a couple different props away from like you know the the actual picks that are interesting cuz i know you're a big you study quarterbacks during the nfl season you base a lot of your bets on that and the first quarterback to be drafted the odds are interesting to me you got malik willis minus 190 and you got kenny pickett at plus 170. He's went from plus 145 yesterday to plus 170 today. You have any thoughts here?
1: You know, this is like I said, this is one that I've never seen a draft that isn't really there's no set sure things from a quarterback position. But what's interesting to me about this Ricky is is Kenny Pickett who who um you know, I think has great connections to the Panthers' owner. Um, he's a massive pit booster. I think they they know they need a quarterback. Obviously, they fell short in free agency on some of the people they wanted. I don't see them taking a Jimmy G or a Baker Makefield with a guy like Sam Donald on uh, on the roster. At plus 150, I mean, I know it sounds crazy. People are concerned about his hands and all But I kind of like a little bit to take the chance on that plus money on Kenny Pickett being that first quarterback off the board. And I think we'll know if that bet hits because I think the Panthers could be a sneaky landing spot for him. So my only thought in a crazy quarterback year would be if I'm going to take the chance, I'm going to take it for some plus money and I would take it for Pickett. To shock everybody, to be the first quarterback off the board when people seem to think they're so concerned about their hands and and, and doesn't have the athleticism is some of the other players that he what he's going to drop to two or three. I would take the flyer on Pickett uh, at the plus one fifty, and I wouldn't even be surprised if it happens if, it, if it's the Carolina Panthers.
0: Like it, and um, yeah, I'm with you. I think I think I'll make that bet as well. Plus 170 now. Oh, plus 170. And, 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 I, and
1: I'll tell you something, Ricky. It might go up. As you see, it might even go up because there's a lot of buzz, you know, around the athleticism uh, with 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 the other quarterbacks. And, and I think everybody's looking at the future. But the thing about Pickett is I think he's probably the most ready out of all the quarterbacks that if he had to step in, He could step in right away and give the team the best chance compared to these other quarterbacks that are out there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, not that. So in the Panther situation, I go back. I I think that comes into play. But that connection there with the owner and that being a big pit booster. And again, like I said, them having, you know, Sam on the roster and I can't see them making a trade for another veteran like a Jimmy G or Baker. That's 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 the small play for me on the quarterback. I I think I think I like that plus 170, and I think it might even go up on uh, on some of these other
0: sites. I'm locking it in with you. I think the the hands thing is kind of like crazy even though he will have like the smallest hands amongst any active starting QB in the league. And he did have a little bit of a fumbling problem in college, but uh he's the, the swagger's there and the, the arm talents there. So I'll lock it in with you, plus 170. Let's get into two more quick ones here before we go ahead and roll out of here, John. Okay. First wide receiver to be picked. Garrett Wilson, minus 110. Jameson Williams, plus 175. Drake London, plus 250. And then there's a a bit of a drop. Do Either of those three names jump out.
1: I'm going to turn that over to you, Ricky. I mean, you killed the wide receiver picks last year and the year before um, I was one of the questions I wanted to ask you um, as far as kind of what your thoughts are there um, from the receiver point of view. Um, You know, I love, it's interesting. When I look at them, I I love, you know, Jamison Williams from Alabama, you know, uh, it's a shame he got hurt. I know he's coming off that key injury um, and he's going to fall. And I'm just hoping being an Eagles fan that maybe he falls down in their lap because, um, you know, he has Tyreek Hill's speed. He's he's fascinating in, in, to me. Um, I think probably, gosh, you know, I, I think talent-wise, he could be the biggest impact wide receiver, but we know he's not going to go first. I'm not a big – I don't want to see Drake London going first. I don't know. Something about USC receivers, I, I just – I don't see him. He doesn't throw me as, 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 as the first pick. Uh, I don't know. What's your thoughts? I know Ohio State. I love both those kids, but, but uh, and I think they'll be great. But um, I don't know. What's your feel on the, uh, on, on the first wide receiver?
0: It's Jamison Williams. Yeah. It's Jamison Williams because the, if it wasn't for the injury, it's Jamison Williams by a mile I agree. And the thing totally, is, totally agree. I think the teams, like, we're seeing receivers come back from injuries. You know, it's not, I don't think it's scaring off as many teams as we initially thought when it happened. I'll grab that plus 175. But, I mean, I you're right, John. Like, he's coming off of a bad injury, and that might scare teams to take him early. You you don't know if you'll see you'll have that team that wants to go ahead and take the plunge, but who's the best receiver out of these guys that's going to make the the splash and potentially change your offense? Is Jamison Williams?
1: And here's what's interesting, you know, if you look at Atlanta sitting there at eight, if they they desperately with the Calvin Ridley situation, I mean, they desperately right need wide receiver help. I mean, they they need a lot of help, right? Mm -hmm. But. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes because, you know, do you go? There's been some rumors out of Atlanta that Garrett Wilson is kind of the safe pick and they can't afford to make a mistake and they need somebody that's going to be ready for spring training. And that would be Garrett Wilson. But then if they do that, I got to think, can you imagine now if, if, if you know, it falls in the jet's lap at 10? if Jameson Jameson Williams is sitting there, I mean, I see them saying, oh, my gosh, there's the guy, the deep threat that we could have. They could really give the Jets some explosion and give him the tools a lot of people wanted to give Wilson. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think the Falcons are in a very tough situation there about, you know, which way do they go. But I think we're both in agreement that if you just look at down the line, who's going to be the biggest impact of all of them, I agree with you. It's got to be, you know, Williams out of, out of Alabama.
0: Love it. So that's a bet. That's a bet I'll, I'll be putting in. And any other ones that we can't get into today, we'll, we'll get posted on the website. But uh, to, to wrap us up here, Big John, let's, let's touch on one more before we go ahead and roll out of here. Matt Corral. 33-and-a-half is his draft position slot. This guy's interesting to me because I think he's... All right, so let's, let's... He's coming off of a bad injury. And he's a product of an explosive offense with Lane Kiffin. I don't see how a team takes a shot on him in the first round, personally. So... I like the over here. I'm curious. You're, again, you're a big QB guy. Am I missing something with him? You know, I'll tell you something.
1: That number to me could be could be real close. You know, um, what is it, 33 and a half? Is that what you said, Ricky? That they have him at?
0: Yep. So just outside of the first round.
1: You know what? Let me go against you, Ricky, because you know anytime we get together, we have to disagree. I'll go on the under with Matt Carell at 33 and a half, uh, just, just so you and I can give you a chance. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a chance to get that bottle of bourbon back. How's that?
0: I was about to say, you're on. Let's do it.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And the other thats why I just want to tell people to take a look at is total defensive players under 15. Um, take a look at that one I know that's one that uh, I may be throwing in as well Ricky I appreciate your you know you giving these picks because um, I was looking forward to this one because like I said you've been fired my friend so uh, thanks for the advice and uh, look forward to uh, to talking soon
0: appreciate it as always big John steady picks radio ranting with Ricky have a great day everyone yeah,
1: yeah, spin it like a box man. rising slow But you can't